This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Later today, the judge has ordered the redacted affidavit as it relates to the FBI raid of former President Trump's Florida home to be released. We will get to that later in the program. Right now, right out the gate, a guest is on the line joining me on the issue of the homeless. Flashpoint. As the number of homeless families spike in New York City, homeless families are being denied vouchers. With us is Christine Quinn, the former city council speaker who was nearly elected mayor of New York. She would have been New York's first woman mayor. Miss Quinn is the president and CEO of an agency known as WIN. WIN is the largest provider of family shelter and supportive housing in New York City. Good morning, Miss Quinn. I'm so glad you can join us. Good morning. Thank you for having me on to talk about what is a real crisis in our city. Yes, a real crisis. And so explain to me what's the latest that because you've been doing wonderful work for a number of years on the issue of the homeless. What is this Thanks. latest issue that that is leading to the problem? So we have two things going two or three things going on all at once. One, the eviction moratorium ended, right? So we knew more people, families and singles were going to go into the shelter. Two, the governor of Texas has just done this horrible thing of abusing refugees and putting them on buses and sending them, you know, to New York, something we could never have anticipated. But we have a policy in place in our shelter, a longstanding policy that says you have to be in shelter 90 days, three months, before you can qualify to get a housing subsidy, a voucher that helps pay your rent, 90 days before you can start looking for affordable housing. So that's three months that's wasted three months where our housing coordinators aren't working with you to try to get you and your family set up in housing. And if we had changed this a year ago, two years ago, I believe we would have we would have fewer people, fewer families in shelter right now and not be in the crisis we're in as it relates to the refugees. But we could change it right now. It's a city regulation, you know, it's just a city rule that the Department of Homeless Services has in place, they could just easily, with the decision of the mayor or the commissioner, repeal it. And interestingly, when Mayor Adams and Jessica Katz, his chief housing officer, announced the mayor's affordable housing plan, Jessica said this rule was getting repealed. So my question is, why was that promise broken? So I want to make sure Christine Quinn, who is now the president and CEO of WIN, I want to make sure that I heard you correctly, that I'm understanding this correctly. So if you're in the unfortunate situation, let's say a, a mother and her children right now, 
of being homeless. You, yes. You've got to be stuck in that situation for 90 days before you can get a voucher. Yes. And this is kind of a vestige of the Contra Giuliani eras where homeless people, even families with children, even people fleeing domestic violence, were kind of seen as, you know, criminals or con artists. And the thinking is, well, if we make them wait three months, they won't come to shelter. If we give them housing options right away, too many people who need housing are going to come to shelter. The illogic of that statement isn't, you know, is just roaring. Uh, the job is to get people housing, to get families stabilized. And to put it in perspective, there are more children in shelter tonight than there are seats in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. That is not acceptable. And if we make this change, and there are other changes we should make too, we can start moving things more quickly and getting people out of shelter more quickly. Right now, a family on average stays in shelter 15 months before they get out. Think if we even reduce that by a month, nonetheless three. So one more time, you said there are more children in the homeless New York City homeless system right now, this morning, than yes. the capacity crowd at the Barclays Center? Absolutely. Absolutely. More children 18 years to younger, to zero, to newborn, than there are seats in the Barclays. Oh. So is it accurate? I, I'm still stuck on that. But is it accurate that your agency, uh, when, that you are serving nearly 14% more homeless yep. New Yorkers compared to just January? Yep, absolutely. We're the largest provider of shelter to homeless families with children in New York. And I mention that because what we experience is statistically significant. And the our uh, number of people we're serving has gone up 14%. But a third of all the families we're serving right now, today, a third of them don't qualify for housing because they haven't been with us yet for 90 days. This is, this is crazy, Christine Quinn. Crazy. This, Quinn, this is That's crazy. Right. right. And it's really just this vestige of let's punish them. They're in a bad situation. Domestic violence, lost a job maybe a mental health issue or, you know, coming back from an addiction, uh, and let's punish them, make them, you know, earn it. It, it. It's a horrible way to run a system that is designed to help people. It should be designed to help people. So with the New York City housing market, some would say is out of control. Rents are starting out for one bedroom, four or $5,000 a month. Has the problem gotten a lot worse, and is it going to continue to get worse before it gets better? Look, there's there's no question that the um, uh, amount of affordable housing, however you define affordable housing, in New York City has shrunk and that rents have gone up. Now, in response to that, uh, one of the final acts of the last city council was to pass a piece of legislation at Wynn and others urging, which raised the amount of money you get in a voucher. The prior amount for a family of four had been about $1,500. That was the equivalent of the average rent in no apartments no neighborhoods in New York City. We've raised it to about 2,200. It goes up every year. There are now close to 30 neighborhoods where the average rent matches that amount. So it's not easy, but it is also not impossible. But it takes time and searching, and that's why we need this 90-day rule gone. Well, it, it, this is all very interesting, Christine Quinn, and uh, we we we're going to follow up on this uh, in the days and weeks ahead. The homeless situation, because something, folks, uh, and thank you, Christine Quinn. Something I'm still trying to wrap uh, around around my my arms ahead, whatever the the slogan is, is that when I started in journalism in 1985. The 
homeless problem was exploding. Here we are in 2022, the homeless problem is exploding. Billions of dollars have been spent between that time. And what do we really have to show for it? Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Again, thank you, Christine Quinn. Yes, the uh, former speaker of the city council and uh, candidate for mayor. She now works on the issue uh, of the homeless as a uh, CEO. There are a number of other topics we are going to get to as well this morning on this uh, Friday edition. And we will be taking your calls at 800 848 WABC 800-848-9222. So, of course, with President Trump, later today we will have some additional information on the Trump raid as the redacted affidavit uh, will be released at some point later today. And my position is simple. Considering the unprecedented move of raiding a former president's residence, we have a right, the public, to the answers. We need to know. We need more information. It's in the public's interest for us to know the answers of why this was absolutely necessary. Another story that's going on this morning, another off-duty NYPD cop mugged. These rocket scientists are mugging off-duty cops. Who in their right mind is going to mug an off-duty cop? And it appears that the same crew that we talked about last night or, you know, yesterday's program may be responsible for this most recent attack. And so a 26-year-old officer hanging out with two friends on Dykeman Street, popular area in Inwood. This happened Friday. Three masked men jump out, storm up to the officer and uh, and his friends. And the cop's friend was uh, pistol-whipped with the crew robbing all three of them, taking their cell phones, jewelry, wallets. They then ran into a nearby SUV and um, and left. The off-duty officer uh, was not injured. But here's another police story that, and I see all of your telephone calls, folks. We're about to get to them from Pittsburgh to Kentucky, New Jersey, Brooklyn, Yonkers. We'll get to all of them. Queens. So, Here's something where my point of view may be a bit unconventional. So a story that broke uh, this evening happened to be three NYPD officers must pay $191,000 in in a case that, that involves a wrongful arrest and apparently excessive force. So uh, uh, two of the officers, their names have been made public. The third is undercover, identified as UC-217. And the undercover officer, this was a federal case. Undercover officer said that um, that he passed money to a woman and then watched that she handed it to the suspect in this case as part of a crack cocaine transaction. But apparently the video showed no handoff take place, and it contradicted the officer's uh, testimony. So it's still unclear as of right now who's going to pay the money. It's, it's still up to the judge if the city will foot the bill due to qualified immunity. Here we go, folks. Now, my point is this. I'm not even dealing with the merits of whether the officers were wrong, whether they were right, uh, they, they, you know, they've been found uh, guilty, if you will. My point is this. Do you think, and I want you to think about this for a second, do you think this is something that will motivate police officers to be mo- more proactive and fighting against crime? 
Or do you think it will make them say, I'm only going to do what I'm required to do, and that's that, because I don't want to be in this situation where some criminal happens to accuse me of something and a jury or a judge may go against me and I lose my house. This is not going to help us, folks, in the fight against crime. It is not going to help us at all. Let's start with the telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bob in Yonkers. Good morning, Bob. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. The bottom line is this. Many people who don't like the police until they need them. That's number one. Number two, without the police, the city's finished. Yes. Who are you going to have? Who are you going to have to go after the bad guys? Right. Citizen? Right. No way. Right. No, no, no. Hey, Bob, you, you are you are are five thousand percent correct. They Mr. Adams. Go Mr. Ahead. Adams talked about his toolbox in his toolbox. He could he can resolve the crime issue within 30 days. All he has to do is bring back anti-crime and push them to no bail routine. Get rid of the bail, the bail situation. Well, he, he, in fairness to Mr. Adams, he does not control the bail system. That's the problem. No, but he's got to call out Cousins and Hasey. He's not doing it either because he didn't want to be labeled Uncle Tom. That's why he's not doing it. Well, I don't think it's so much that he'll be called uh, the term that you just used, an Uncle Tom. I think it's more politics for he wants to go on beyond New York City. He wants to do something, Bob, that very few mayors have been able to do, and that's go to uh, another office, elective office. Look look at how it blew up in uh, in de Blasio's face, right? He He's going to be um, a visiting professor up at Harvard. He can't be elected dog catcher. So, speaking, so go ahead. I'm sorry, Dominic. No, no, it's okay. Speaking go ahead. Blasio, speaking of Blasio, where's the billion dollars his wife was given? How come, how come the teacher James not going after him and the wife? Good question. But the same, the same principle applies. You're not going to see Democrats going after Democrats. And in, and in some cases, you're not going to see Republicans going after Republicans. But, but, but you're right, Bob. For all of our interests, something has to give. I thank you for the telephone call, Bob, and I want you to have a uh, lovely weekend. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, uh, Dominic. I'd like to talk about the uh, what you had Christine Queen uh, Quinn speak about the homeless situation. Yes. It's an interesting, se- a very interesting segment. Um, uh, b- basically, I b- I don't believe that this um, that this requirement to go into shelters of families is useful or genuine. I believe it's part of corruption because there are people. They're all segments of people. I'm not singling out anybody in particular, but, for example, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, uh, probably one out of every two households has Section 8 there. They don't go into shelters because, obviously, they're Hasidic Jews. They're not going to go into shelters. So the point of the matter is— Okay, but wait, but but Larry, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't—I'm not comfortable, I have to be honest with you, brushing people. I'm, I'm just not comfortable with that. So, you know, if you want to say it impacts a majority or whatever, but when you pull out the broad uh, brush, I, I, I just get I just cringe. But anyway, please continue. OK, my my point, my general point is this. The reason I believe that the reason that the shelter requirement was made because they wanted to free up a certain amount of vouchers for payoffs and corruption. And first of all, I have evidence on this. I know I happen to know a particular person who I got him to admit through a very hard hard uh, uh, questioning. I got him to admit that he stuffed envelopes, and he went, I'm not going to say where, he went to a particular agency. He stuffed envelopes full of uh, hundreds of dollars of bill, bills, and he put them to the right people, and he got Section 8, and he doesn't qualify for it. Okay, so what I, my point is this. The reason they required these people to go into shelters is then they extended it to 90 days, okay, because they found that everybody picked up that trick, just go into a shelter. Right. So the point is, is that they extended it to 90 days. Right. But they never had – you don't have to put somebody in a shelter to begin with. A family could be assessed 
okay, if they can't pay the rent. There's plenty of ways of authenticating uh, a needy family without the necessity and, and the trauma of them going into a shelter. The reason they did it is to free up vouchers for corruption and payoffs. That's okay. why they did it. All right, Larry. Well, I, I, I appreciate uh, your perspective. Um, I, I hear you. That's the way you see it. But let's now go to the Bronx and let's say good morning to Tony. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just got a quick uh, comment, which is very important. Um, police officers, I could, I could guarantee you, are going to be very timid, and they're not going to. They're going to be more of, of uh, reactive. Um, this, right. This, this, this judgment against these cops. Uh, it's you know the. You know, we, we when you do something in good faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to be able to do that. I guess police also were able to do that, and now that's off the table because of the city council and this thing called CCRB. And also, uh, you know, so cops are going to be afraid. They're going to be afraid to take action, especially now with this judgment. Yes. Uh, yes. These officers have to pay this. It's yes. going to be a ripple effect, and yes. I guarantee you that um, you, you're going you're going to get you're not going to get the kind of enforcement that you want, because first of all, they can't make, if you're trying to make an arrest, there's no, if someone's resisting arrest, there's no way that you're not going to get around the diaphragm. If, if someone makes a, an arrest in good faith and, and turns out that, okay, maybe that wasn't the person, but you're going to get sued. Then why would you make an arrest? You know, you are um, correct. Tony. So, right. And, and I think this, this judgment, it's, it's going to send ripple effects, uh, uh, throughout the department and also now that uh uh the civilian complaint review board these uh they can levy charges on police officers now which in the past they weren't able to they 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 there's you know their findings were considered but a lot of these guys a lot of the the people in ccrb are civilians that don't really know police work so now you can go to ccrb and all of a sudden now here it is you're facing 20 days you know, and and you're gonna, you know, you just, I feel, I just feel so, so, so sad for these uh, police officers. Uh, I do, I do as well, there. Tony. I, I do as well, and I, I, I appreciate your call and all the points that you just made, folks. Bottom line here. Bottom line here. Do you, okay, TNT Technical Narcotics Team and so on. Um, they may have changed the names now, but when they, when they go out. And sometimes they'll they'll use a minority officer. Sometimes they'll use a white officer. When they go out to make the purchase, right? Do you think they just knocked on the door and that's and that's where they're gonna go try and buy drugs? No. Either undercover operatives or this has been a pattern reported by neighbors for years. And now the police are coming in trying to make it better for the community. And they're dealing with shady characters. These alleged drug dealers. And if the alleged drug dealers can sue, knowing that the officers have qualified immunity, what do you think is going to happen? It's real simple. And so if you're a police officer or an undercover officer, why would one take this type of gamble where you may be personally sued? over the actions of some low life. Why why would you put your family in that type of situation? No one in their right mind is going to do that. Let's go to Tim in Brooklyn. Good morning, Tim. What's on your mind? Uh, can you answer a question for me? I know you uh, usually talk about it in a general way, but what is the case against uh, Black Lives Matter? What, 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 Tim? Wait, wait. What, what, what are you asking me? Can you be more specific? Because I, I'm not following exactly what you're saying. Yes, I'd like you to be more specific about uh, the problems with Black Lives Matter. You're against them, right? Well, I, I'm against any organization that's scamming people and and taking their money. Bottom line: black, white, orange, green. I'm against any group that's scam. Well, Tim, have you stopped and looked at what the organization stands for? Not what the people in the protest believe it stands for. Have you stopped and looked at Black Lives Matter for 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 a minute? 
No, that's why I'm calling you. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I, I thank you for the call. I wouldn't spend five minutes of my time uh, at a Black Lives Matter protest, a Black Lives Matter event, and certainly not a Black Lives Matter fundraiser. It's a con. It really is that simple. If if you want to do civil rights work, go do it. Go do it. Knock yourself out. It's work that has to be done. But don't 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 give your money to these crooks that are doing nothing but just buying houses at luxury houses at your expense. It, I mean, Black Lives Matter is. And don't believe me, folks. Ask some of the mothers of alleged police brutality victims how effective Black Lives Matter has been, and whether or not Black Lives Matter took money out of the, out of their out of their pocket that they desperately needed. It's an absolute scam, and frankly, the people that that run Black Lives Matter should all be under federal indictment. But it's politics, so they're not under indictment. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I do want to tell you folks this, that I am proudly supporting the Tunnel to Towers 5K Walk Run NYC again this year, which is on Sunday, September 25th, and I need your help. Help us remember those lost on 9-11 as we retrace FDNY firefighter Stephen Sillers' uh, final footsteps together. I'm going to be back out there, second year in a row at the event with my family and would really appreciate you donating to my team. We are already doing great, folks. We're number one on our website. Keep it that way. It's real simple to support the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Dominic Carter team. Here's how you do it. Go to wabcradio.com slash walk and click on my photo to donate to my team. I'm trying to beat my numbers from last year. Last year, I think we had $2,000. And that's wabcradio.com slash walk. Thank you in advance for your support as together we can help America's heroes, one of the largest walks in New York City for a great cause. WABCradio.com slash walk. And it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated news talk radio morning show in New York City. Weekdays from 6 to 10 here Sid reacts to President Biden's student forgiveness plan. He was was missing in action for weeks. Went on vacation after the Trump raid. Said nothing about it. Nothing. Said nothing about Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Nothing. We have not heard a word from Joe Biden for weeks. And then he came back yesterday, and he's got this student loan forgiveness plan, which is a horrible plan, which is going to cost America about $300 billion. And average taxpaying Americans like me and Lewis and Bernie and the whole crew, about $2,000. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright like city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back and going right back to the telephones. Let's go to Eric in Manhattan. Good morning, Eric. What's on your mind? 
Hi, good morning. Dominic, I got to admit to you, I'm a little disappointed. Okay. You you, fin- you finish your conversation with Chris- Christine Quinn where you, you, you state the obvious that in 1985 you, be- you were a reporter and it was a homeless problem. And fast forward 40 years, billions of dollars, and you have the exact same problems. So if anybody needs to be indicted, if anybody needs to be put in jail for the, for the, 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 the waste, there are several millions of these Black Lives, lives, lives leaders. They deserve to be punished, but that's nothing compared to what you just described. Okay, but wait, 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 Eric. Did, yeah, yeah, I, I, ahead, I, just, I just said five minutes ago that I don't believe in Black Lives Matter. And, and I said no, no, that no, they, no. And I said they I should be punished. Let's, there's a big fish and then there's a small fish. Right, the we agree on that. Are, 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 the, are the politicians that spend the billions of dollars and accomplish zero, Right. And accomplish nothing, and just throw the money further into the and deeper and deeper. And you had and, one and of those politicians on no, the phone, okay, but wait, Eric, who was who was who has okay. been responsible for the billions of dollars and accomplishing a big fat zero, and you didn't help her at, at all. You just let her. You just made her feel great about herself and what she's doing when she's done nothing but create more and more problems well, for the for the people who are homeless. Eric, I, I hear you, and I hear the frustration in your voice. Christine Quinn has been the CEO for when, I believe, maybe five years. Now, if, if that, and, but if you're talking, so how can we hold her responsible for a problem that goes back decades? But if you want to look at the broader picture in terms of what she did as city council speaker, all of them could do more. But, Eric, I really want to ask this question of you. You just said the the big fish, the little fish. I agree with you. But whose fault is it that the big fish keep getting away and, and keep doing what they're doing? The, 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 they, as long as they look exactly what Joe Biden's doing, he's going to give a big carrot to all those those people who are vulnerable. They're going to take the carrots. They're going to take the, the bait and they're all going to vote for him in the midterms. And then they're going to and then they're going to regret it for the next 30, 40, 50 years. It's exactly what we do every single time. We fall for the bait. The politicians know exactly how to get us ex- right before the elections, and we fall for it. And it, it's up to guys like you in your practice to expose them and to and to make the people realize who the real fraudsters are. And you're okay. not holding them to their feet. Well, and that's the problem. Okay. Because well, when she threw in when she <laughs> threw in her little jab at the governor of Texas, you didn't say anything. You didn't say, hold right. on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, what are you hey, talking about? The go- but wait, wait. Oh, we hey. have a homeless problem because of, because the governor of Texas said a few hundred people up upstate just to make a, a political but, point. Okay, so 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 have- so Eric, let, let, let me let me just close the conversation this way. We have a lot of calls, but and we haven't cut you off, and we won't. I appreciate the fact that you're disagreeing with me, and you're doing it in a constructive way. Eric, I I have spent my entire career uh, in journalism taking on the establishment and taking on powerful people. And so, you know, I I hear you on your point, but I'm not really the guy that it should be directed at. It should be directed at perhaps uh, uh, many of the other journalists. This is what I do, Eric. I take on the powerful people, period. And no matter where the chips may fall, I hear you. You wanted me to be stronger. I happen to believe that it when uh, Christine Quinn is doing good work in terms of helping people uh, get back on their feet. That's why I asked her to come on. But I hear you, Eric, and I greatly appreciate your call, and I greatly look forward to chatting with you in the future. Thank you very much for the call. Coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. In the meantime here, let's go to Forest Hill, say good morning to our friend Stan. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Uh. How are you, first of all? Everything I'm good. All right? I'm good, and I hope okay. you're well. Okay. You're not entitled to any information from the Attorney General or the, or the uh, FBI. Not a bit. They will redact the information that is needed to be done. There is no rule that says they have to tell anybody anything. They're doing it because the judge has stated some information, and they will okay. keep Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Stand. I didn't finish. Okay, all but right. wait, 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 wait. Well, sure, well, sure. well, why do you think the judge is doing it? You think the judge is doing it out of goodness of his heart? No, he thinks he, he he's the Trump put up a a uh, a opposition and they want to know. So, so wait, the attorney general will okay. give what they want to okay. give. So they don't Stan, have to give anything. So Stan, let, let me let me let me try this this way. So 
Let's say. Try let's what? Say, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. Let, let's say. Let's say Obama's in office, right? No, 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 stand, stand, stand. No, 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 no. Let Let's say Obama's in office, and 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 and. Well, excuse me. Right out of office, and his home is raided. Would you still have the same argument? I'm not going to play the game with you. Let's talk okay, exactly okay. about Donald Trump. Okay, but, but That's so the then, story here. So, so then if you don't want to play the game, then I need to be honest with you because you're being unfair. No, you, I'm not you, being unfair. You would not, I'm not you the would attorney not, general. Okay, you would not, Stan, have that. You and I, sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but I still respect you. You would not have the same opinion if it was a Democratic president who was, for the first time, his home had been raided. Come on, Stan. we got to be honest. No, no. Well, I'm not playing that game with you. Everybody is equal to the law in situations. Congressmen, senators, all of these people, any type, have been have had this done to them. Okay? No, 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 no. Yes, yes, absolutely. No, 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 no. A congressman, Stan, is not the president of the United States. An ex-president of the United States. Right, ex-president. And has had problems telling the truth, has had problems basically Uh, possibly throwing over election. There are possibilities that the man cannot be trusted. Stan, Stan, Stan. Don't talk to me about Obama. Stan, I I know you don't want to... I know you don't believe that Obama told the truth every time. I have never met an American president yet that tells the truth all the time. Are you kidding me, Stan? Part of their job is to put a smile on and and divert and tell us what we don't want to hear. Well, Dominic, you know, we can play. I can play the game with you, but I'm not going to. I'm living in 2022, and this man has had a trust problem with the American people. He cannot be trusted, and that's another reason why they did what they did. It's basically to find out about these documents. Now, okay, okay. if tomorrow okay. they come up with something, mm. that they'll say, hey, we didn't find anything and return it, and they have to make that statement if that happens, and that'll make him look fantastic. Okay, so, they don't so have wait. to say anything. Okay, so, so wait, wait a second here. So, so before I move on, so Ray Trump's home, but... Give Hunter Biden a pass. I just want to make sure I got this right. Is that what you're telling me, Stan? Ah, oh, you're not there, Stan. For the first time. Uh, no, yeah, I'll oh, talk about okay, it. You, okay. wanna, I, yeah, you want I, me to talk I, about it? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, is he president of the United States? Or was he president? He's Did a heartbeat he away. He, Come on, you know? Okay, so... so He's so, a drug so, addict. What so, has he done? So, has okay, Stan, come on. So, come no, on. Because, no, now, I'm not now, playing your game. Now, but now we're getting to the point of ridiculous. So it's okay to raid the home of a former president, but the president's son that has made millions from other countries, that he gets a pass, and nobody invades his Dominic, home. Dominic, they had him for four years under the Trump administration when he was president. They did nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, Rita said they did it towards the end of the thing. I mean, they had him for four years. Why didn't they book to him? Yeah, if he did what you said he did, and it's absolutely possible he did, why didn't they go after him then? I mean, they should have. They had the power. They had Barr. They had did, the president. Did, okay, did, did, Stan, did it ever occur to you that, that President Trump maybe was engaging in decorum and said, give him a pass? I because decorum because as you know what, decorum. Uh, give me a well, break. Well, okay, what are you well, talking hey, about? But, Stan, you, you got to thank you for the call, and we got to do that cake. But, Stan, yes, I agree. But, Stan, you got to be fair. Come on, man. We got we got to be fair. We have to be fair. How would you feel if you're the first American president where your personal home is raided? I mean, I I can't. I, we'll find out some more answers later on today, but I cannot see any justification uh, for that. So, but but we'll we'll see we'll see uh, what what exactly happens. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. We see all the calls, but at first I've got to take a break. When we come back, when we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and right after that, we're going right back to you and your calls. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Why don't you just kill the congestion pricing plan now? Get it over and done with now. 
No, I don't have the answer for how the MTA will come up with the capital money. However, this is a disaster waiting to happen. The first hearing was uh, held online a few hours ago, and it pulled in almost 400 people. Each were given three minutes to speak. Now, as you already know, the tolls, for the most part, will run between 9 to $23 for most vehicles, cars, during the uh, daytimes. And now the issue becomes, who's going to get a pass? Are the taxi drivers going to get a pass in terms of a break? Are the Lyft drivers going to get a break in terms of the, uh, uh, the, the amount that's paid? And so over the next couple of days, over the next couple of days, a number of hearings will be held. And my advice to you, those that always complain, why don't you log on and be part of government? Take your three minutes to speak. If you can get three minutes and tell them how you feel, whether you support this or not. But we might as well. We're going to play this game. It's going to get shoved down our throats before we know it. And it's going to be sheer hell in Manhattan getting around. And who's going to get a break, uh, 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 a, a financial percentage break and who's not. And the political argument over that, it's going to go on and on and on and on. Sherry in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Good morning. Long time no speak. Good morning. Go right ahead. I just want to set the stand straight a little bit because not only is he drinking the Democratic Party Kool-Aid, I believe he's making it. Uh, you want to talk about people who can't tell the truth. Biden... Every time he speaks, he lies. He didn't know about Hunter's uh, Ukrainian deals. That's why he had the prosecutor fired. He had no idea who he was doing business with. That's why there's pictures of them together. Uh, he plagiarized the speech. That's why he had to drop out of, I, of a, one of his presidential races. Every time this man speaks, it's nothing but lies that come from him. Right. Well, but but I, I'm not even going there. I, my, my thing, Sherry, is when... When you're going to raid the home of an American president, you better have the goods. And I, I can't think of a single reason why it would be justified. And it is so disrespectful. And that's just where I, I'm coming from on this. They didn't raid the Clinton's house when they took the furniture and plates. Uh, or, or Hillary with her emails. Or Obama supposed to still has documents. They didn't raid his, one of his houses. And we all know there is no way. Any current president would raid the private home of Barack Obama. Thank you for the call, Sherry. It just would not happen, period. Alyssa in Manhattan, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It is so hard not to speak out after Stan's tirade, uh, but I will leave him to his TDS and speak about what I was originally going to talk about, which is the homeless situation. Um, It's shocking yet not surprising um, that there are so many children in homeless shelters tonight. Yes. Um, It's just terrible. And what we need to do so that we don't end up with more of what we're going through now is to address the situations for the young children and what they're dealing with, because young children need stability and consistency. And this is yet another symptom of the fact that they're not getting it. Um, you no, know, they, I, they're I, not having Alyssa, a regular home to come let, to. Let me ask you a question. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, and I'll, I'll let you finish, but I want to ask you this question. So, and I have to be honest. So society reaches in to help for those kids, right? But at what point is enough enough? If 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 the parent continues to have children, what at what point is enough enough in terms of the help? Okay, can I respond? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, from what I'm seeing, the first thing we need to do, okay, yes, obviously the parents have to be on board with you know raising their children properly, but. There are other things such as we need to have more affordable housing. And right, there but, are, I'm sure, listen, but many. You, you, but you didn't address my point. 
Well, oh, it, as, it, as far and, as and the, my point, and my point is, as far, okay. so 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 you you build the affordable housing, right? And everybody's in affordable housing now. And you deal with the schools and make okay. sure that they okay. have and, but then, education. But at, but but at what point is enough enough? That's the question. In other words, you know, some states have tried this. Uh, I forgot the state uh, where welfare covered two kids and that's it. So when is enough enough, or do we, or do okay, we well, just keep you going? You know what, Dominic, I, I wasn't going to say this because I know people are going to be screaming, but I've this has been something that's been on my mind for a while. And the biggest problem is that babies are raising babies. You cannot raise healthy, productive children when you don't have those tools yourself. So my suggestion Agreed. is that society, with all our technology that we have, should develop a birth control chip which all females get when they become of childbearing age, such as the age of 13. And that chip is kept in until they're 21, unless, of course, they can prove that they can, you know, say after the age of 18 or 19, that they actually have, they're married with a stable relationship, and they could afford to raise a child. Uh, Alyssa, and therefore, Alyssa, I, I, that I, eliminates the abortion problem. I, Alyssa, that eliminates babies having babies. Alyssa. I, it'll I, never happen. I, I, well, I, it'll I, never happen. Alyssa, I, 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 love, I love your idea. But if you think the cons at Black Lives Matter are complaining now, what do you think will happen if you say all females, uh, what was, you said, of age 13? Across uh, the board. I'm, not, I'm not saying just the black community. I'm saying across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 I'm saying everybody. This is for everybody because, you know what? There are, there are people in, in every community that have unwanted pregnancies as teenagers. Good point. All right. Good and, point. That's you know, true. Not, and many of them, I mean, you look in, in areas of the South where there are young white women who are teenagers having babies and on welfare. And, and you know, they just keep having them and having them. So, you know, this is something that needs to be addressed. And I know that this will never, I mean, they'll scream. But think about it. You would eliminate the need for abortion. You would eliminate babies raising babies. These They wouldn't have a, chance, a reason to say, well, I had a kid, so I couldn't finish high school. I couldn't do this. I couldn't. Their opportunities are right there. There isn't that extra weight on their shoulders that they're just not ready for. Okay, well, uh, so I don't have nothing wrong with having children, but you're not ready to raise a child when you're still a child yourself. Cor- correct. I thank you uh, for the call, Alyssa. Uh, very interesting there. Uh, Michael in New Jersey has been holding for a while, so let's get to Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're chatting with Dominic Carter. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Michael is in New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. First of all, that woman that you just got done talking to, she's an Alice in fantasy land. That is never, never, ever going to happen. But I am going to prove to you and all my fellow conservatives just how stupid these Democrat liberals are, and I'll prove it. Stan despises Trump. Most of the Democrats despise Trump. They think of him as the worst, worst candidate that could ever run. Well, idiot, moron, if you think he's so terrible, you should want him to run. Why are you trying to stop him? Let him run. If he's really that terrible, the Democrat will win. Now, take me, for example. When I hear a fellow Republican say, I don't want Biden to run, I tell them, shut up. I want Biden to run. And if Biden doesn't run, I want Kamala Harris. And if Kamala Harris doesn't run, I want the homosexual uh, Budacek, who, who in an interview with a black reporter said, I promise you I will not allow racist bridges and racist highways to be built. I want him to run. I want Bernie to run. But you know who I want most of all to run? I want Louis Farrakhan to run. I want the crazier they are, the better they are to run, and this way Trump will get in. But these knuckleheads, they don't want Trump to run because they know he's good. See, they themselves don't believe what they're saying. Mm. 
Well, Michael, um, uh, as always, you're animated. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go from New Jersey to Florida. Valerina, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Do you want to – can I give you some information that I learned from John Solomon today when he called John um, Katsimatidis? Sure. Go ahead. About the raid. I agree with you on your, your opinion on the raid. It's it's something that's never been done in this country, and there's a reason why it's being done. They want to eliminate, you know, this candidate, which is Donald Trump. Now, okay, John told Katsimatidis that the reporter who asked Biden, did you know about the raid? That wasn't the good question he should have asked him. He should have asked Biden, the reporter should have asked Biden, what are you looking for in this raid? Because Biden lied when he said, I knew nothing about the raid, but that's not true. Back in April and May, Biden had a series of correspondences between um, his administration and Merrick Garland. They wanted to strip Trump's executive privilege, and they wanted Merrick Garland to go after Trump. Then after that, a New York Times article was written, you know, saying, you know, that President Biden has been pushing Merrick Garland to go after Trump. This document problem could have been solved with a subpoena by civilized gentlemen and ladies. It did not have to be with guns and um, ammunition, you know, pointed toward people in a raid the way you would do like a drug or, you know, a pedophile ring or something of that sort. I, I, it was all done. I, I yeah. agree with you, Valerina. I agree with you as far as uh, it didn't have to go down the way that it did. It's extremely disrespectful, and no American president should be treated that way. I do thank you for the call. Let's go from Florida to Staten Island. Let's say good morning to David. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? I don't know. I've been here so long. I'm wondering. I, I apologize, I want to ask David. One primary I apologize. question, and I want to give you a statement. Okay, but it's got to be quick. Go ahead. It is. One is the airplanes that are coming in at night from Mexico or Texas not being mentioned anymore. And the second thing is Trump putting up the bridge was telling California, if you want to let them in, they're going to send them your way. And Democrats took that idea to push it all up uh, into Republican territory, and that the Republicans are fighting back. If we don't win, we're going to have a problem getting a hell of a lot worse over time. And I hate to say it, I knew it in 1979 with Russia and Iran and the Third World War. Now I'm seeing the potential of a civil war, which I hope never happens in both cases. Right. Wake up, folks. You're fools if you don't. I hear you, David, and thank you for the call. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Good morning. Hello, Dominic. How are you? TGIF. Happy Friday. Yes, yes. So in two minutes, I'm passing the baton to you. What do you have coming up? Uh, Well, first hour of every Friday show, we do Ask Frank Anything. We'll give people an opportunity to ask whatever they have questions about on any subject. And then in the uh, in the 2 o'clock hour, Rudy Giuliani did a, a fascinating interview with Cara Castronova, who is a, a really interesting person, and she's an investigative journalist, a conservative activist, and she is all over this January 6th issue. She believes that some of the January 6th defendants have been treated differently than the defendants in other criminal crimes. No She's going to join it. me. No and then Debbie Schlussel is going to join me in the 4 o'clock hour to talk movies. So we'll have some fun, and uh, we'll do denunciations as well. Are you doing anything great this weekend? Uh, th- this weekend, I'm going to be at Sid Rosenberg's book event, ah. Michael's of Brooklyn, Saturday afternoon. Ah. Other than that, I'm going to try and relax a little bit. Well, that's good, because, man, you work hard for the money. Thank you, Frank Morano. He's coming up right now. Folks, have a lovely weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Keep it right here. Talk Radio 77 WABC.